Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We're trying to supply a solution to college football's mess, realignment. We'll have that for you coming up in a little bit. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Stat of the day is always brought to you by the great folks at Panini. Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. This first hour brought to you by our new partners, Keeper's Heart, new and unique style of whiskey that combines the best of Irish and American whiskey, creating a smooth character of Irish whiskey and the bold flavor of American whiskeys. If you're a whiskey fan, ask for it. Please drink responsibly. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all to that forthcoming should Joe Burrow skip the first couple of weeks of the regular season? Excuse me. We'll have that for you coming up as well. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. If you haven't downloaded the app, please do so. And our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400 cities. Hard knocks coming up tonight. Prepare for that accordingly. Now, I'm wondering, how do you open up hard knocks? First Player, person, thing shown on Hard Knocks tonight. How about a Hard Knocks bet? Todd, I'll start with you. Maybe it's blatantly obvious, but it's got to be Aaron Rodgers is the first face that you see. All right, thank you. Uh, Seton O'Connor. I mean, if we're getting that specific about first things you see, it's going to be a field getting watered. Oh, okay. calm. Like, like early morning. <laughs> yeah. I like that, but... I did say thing. I'm going to say first person. I'm going to say it's. Uh, I'm going to say it's an a random player showing up in a parking lot, um, but you don't know who they are. Okay, Marvin. I'm going to say it's Sauce Gardner Ooh. getting ready for yeah. training camp, like leaving his really swanky apartment. Okay. Yeah, I think Sauce Gardner is going to be the breakout star of HBO's Hard Knocks. Mm, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, Paulie, first person that we see. I thought Cena was going to go with one of the Jets groundskeepers based off the, uh, the thing. Could be. Uh, could be. Is yeah. that in play? 
Is that in play? Yes, if you're going to go with uh, the irrigation system, the sprinklers. You know how much I love irrigation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Robert Sala. I'm going to go out the board, the 4 a.m. walking into the building Robert Sala clip. That's traditional. Mm-hmm. That's strong. Okay. Yes, Mark. Or Robert Sala working out. Ooh. Yeah. On Ooh. grass getting watered. <laughs> yeah. Throwing some weight. Late, early in the morning. Yeah, early, early. Four in the morning, sprinklers, and he's working out, bench pressing. By the way, I love that. Was it Bruce Arians who just had that quote where he was like, I don't know what the hell these guys are all talking about sleeping in their office all the time. I didn't do that. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with these guys, but it's not that hard of a job. I think you have to appear that you're working harder than anybody else. That's sleeping in the never, office. I mean, why? This was Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil, man, he sleeps in his office. And I go, why? Why? Why not go home? Because it's not that hard. No. Chuck Knoll made his assistant coaches with the Steelers go home, like at dinner time. It was important that you had balance in your life. Dick Vermeil's up there in his office, you know, having a sleepover. And you're going, why? Why do you need to do this? Feels like if you do all your work, Earlier in the day and do it correctly, you don't need to stay up late at night. You know, I would stay up late at night because I didn't study the other days. And it'd be like, I got a test tomorrow. I'm going to stay up all night. That'll do it. But football is like, we got to find this one wrinkle in the run. <laughs> wrinkle. Wrinkle's my favorite. Yes, Marvin. That's why coaches are so worked up after a loss because they slept in their office. NBA, uh, MLB uh, coaches, oh, oh, well, uh, next game tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. I checked a few Hard Knocks openers in the past. I found at least three sprinkler opens yes. or sunrise opens. Man, I also point. found a couple with quarterbacks going in early. I got a Matt Ryan 4.45 a.m. Mm. alarm, and then he's getting in his car, and a Derek Carr driving through the middle of the night to go to Raiders facility. But I was wondering, do we do the standalone office light on? That That's, you know, as... Head coach Robert Sala is busy at work. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you do it where 4.42 in the morning and the light is on? Robert Sala is getting to work early on this season. After a promising last year or whatever. <laughs> High expectations. For a few after, a, after a disappointing seven-win season from a year ago, Robert Sala is busy creating an offense that will... Apparently he's out in the tundra. <laughs> I know. What, what, it's windy in his office. Yeah. Are the windows open in his office? I'm looking for rain. Oh, oh. He's busy in a windstorm somewhere in New Jersey. No, I don't think that works either. Is he taking a leak? Robert Sala gets to work early. But a small bladder keeps him occupied. <laughs> He constantly has to get up and use the bathroom. (laughs) And he brings his dog with him to work. He calls him underdog. Because that's what they've been, but not anymore. In the new AFC East, the Jets are the team to beat. Or coach would lead you to believe that. Come on, guys, let's go. Come on, we're going to. That's an opener. And then it's going to be a slow motion of with their new acquisition. Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Do they use Aaron Rodgers' middle name? Aaron Joseph, whatever. 
Oh, you know what they're going to show, though? They're going to show that initial walk that he did when he signed and he was walking into the practice oh, yeah? facility. Okay. He had, like, the aviators on, I think oh. a leather jacket or something. Yeah. He was going in to say hello to everybody. Yeah. The NFL's version of Tom Cruise has arrived. But this maverick. Out of the darkness. Can he save another industry? He is high on <laughs> ayahuasca. <laughs> Yes, Paul. Quickly, Aaron Rodgers' middle name. Anyone want to take a shot? Aaron Rodrigo. Rodrigo is correct. No, it's not. Aaron, Aaron Stephen Rodgers. I'll give you two points for it. Aaron Charles Rodgers. Charles Rodgers. Oh. Chasmo. Aaron Charles Rodgers. 39 years of age, or should we say 39 years uh, young. My friends call me AC. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I can't wait. I can. What, for Hard Knocks? Yeah. And he's going to be like, you know, they were joined by a hip-hop legend. Matthew Man comes out all ripped oh, up. Man. The- yeah. Nobody on the Jets roster knew who he was other than Aaron Rodgers. Method Man. But you could say the same about Aaron Rodgers. His method, man, is different. <laughs> there you go. His, his, nice. It's different than anyone else. They have Shriver's all set. His method, man. man. And that's when they go into ayahuasca. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Paulie. I went back and looked at Texans clips from Hard Knocks, Dan. Oh, Sun I know setting, that one. J.J. Watt after practice, oh. hitting his sled by himself oh, with the sun yeah. setting. America in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's coming up tonight. Hard Knocks. By the way, uh, the Bengals situation is interesting. At first, I didn't think much of it. When Joe Burrow, uh, you know, non-contact, calf strain, and uh, then all of a sudden, there's a little bit more concern there. Jamar Chase even suggested that maybe Joe Burrow doesn't play the first five games of the regular season. And they play, uh, I think, four of the five teams they played did not make the playoffs last year. So those are the first five opponents. Four didn't make the playoffs. They have the Titans, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Browns. Who's the other team for the Bengals there, Pauline? Ravens, we too. Ooh, Okay. Oh. Yeah, you'd want to have them in. But, uh, you know, you got to look at this and say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. But you just can't get behind. AFC North is going to be really, really competitive. Here is uh, Jamar Chase from a press conference. Uh, it starts with the question uh, about Joe Burrow. They were wondering, did Jamar really mean that, that he doesn't want him to play week one? Yeah. Do you have any uh, 100% that? mean that. And is that, is that anything to do with... Where Joe is now, or you just want him to play it safe? I want him to be 100% healthy to play. I don't want him rushing nothing. I don't want people in his ear telling him to play at a certain time. I just want him to be healthy. Do you think if, if he did miss time in the regular season? Nobody wants him out. He's talking about, I mean, we'd be okay as long as he's there for the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? We worried about the, the bigger picture, not the small picture here. That's what we're trying to win. So, Okay. Well, if he needs to sit out, then he should sit out. I'm not going to have him sit out just as precautionary, but if he needs to, then okay, you sit out as long as you need to. It it started as maybe he won't be ready for the opener against the Cleveland Browns. Now we're getting a little bit deeper in. Yes, Eden. But do you look at your schedule and maybe not rush him back as much as you would have uh, if the schedule was different? I mean, you got you got two conference opponents week one and two. Yeah. You you got to win them. You want to win the division. You're not thinking about a wild card. And, right. you know, the Browns will be better 
at least they should be than we thought from a year ago. The Ravens should be better. They got a new offensive coordinator, and they got some really good receivers. Um, so I, I, I think you got to be careful with that. Of, but, but look, you got to be careful with him no matter what. You don't want this to develop into you know a torn Achilles or something that could be catastrophic for the Bengals. But how many weeks can you have him sit out? But if you said, okay, he's going to sit out and he's going to be completely healthy the rest of the season, he's going to miss the first four games. Okay, then then that's something that is required here. Not, you know what, we feel so good, he can sit out the first five weeks and we're going to be fine. Yes, Todd? You can't be calf in, calf out. If you're ready to go, okay. let's go. All right, okay, it's early. Yeah. I'll give you a half a bloop. I'll take a half a bloop. Half, half a bloop there. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll talk about that scenario coming up. Also, uh, looks like the ACC, of course, is uh, looking at Cowan Stanford. I mean, that's a natural fit, right? As far as you can be. God. You said Atlantic Coast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a coast. Now you have to do the APCC, the Atlantic Pacific Coast Conference. Yes, Mark. They don't care about our youth. I learned geographics. Or geography, <laughs> geographics. I learned geography. <laughs> Welcome to the team. I learned geography from college football in the NFL. I was like, oh, the Big 12. Oh, Kansas, Missouri, like the Midwest and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And now my geographics are just not where they need to be. Yeah, if you're growing up now and you're trying to figure out, you know, after realignment where uh, certain schools are and states are, you could never, uh, you could never decipher that from where college football is. Uh, the Angels are losing again, and this is setting up for a disaster here in the offseason. We talked about this at the trade deadline. Would I have traded Otani if I didn't get any reassurance from his agent that I would have I would have done what's best for the organization? Because now you did try, you're not winning, now you're out of it, and you're eleven and a half back. Now you're going to get to the offseason. You know that Otani wants to be a free agent, test the market, and then you're going to – Arnie Moreno is not a corporation. Arnie Moreno is not you know, dealing in the same financial pool as some of these other teams. Therefore, can he afford Shohei Otani? And now you may run the, ri- run the risk that you lose him. And you lose him for, what, a draft pick or whatever they give you. But that, that's the risk that they ran. Um, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, these are things that we've been talking about for six weeks now, that that's the scenario. And, and it feels like, you know, there was no real conversation. It was just like, all right, you know, we're going to try to better ourselves. We got a chance. Uh, they did go out and they added players. And now you, you ran the risk of can we make playoffs? Can we compete? Can we pull the ripcord on this season and we're that close to a wild card? Or maybe the division. Um, but you got to start, you got to think bigger picture here. Not just now. I would go to his agent. I would have gone to his agent to say, hey, you tell me. You got a number here, but if you want to test the market, then you're going to test you know, my patience moving forward here. I got to have an answer one way or another. If, if you say that this is where he wants to stay, he doesn't want to play in New York. Uh, this is the, this is the one place. The fact that there's no dialogue, there's no whispers, there's no rumor, no innuendo, nothing. And it, he's going to be a free agent, and there's nothing free about him. Uh, but the question is, did the Angels make the right move? And you can't do this after the fact. 
And people will. They'll be like, what were the angels thinking? In the moment, did you think that they should trade him? And two weeks ago, I said yes. Uh, I hate giving up a talent like that, but I need to know how how you feel about this organization. Hey, I'm going to test the market, but this is where I want to stay. Okay, if that's all I have to go on, then I'll, you know, hold my breath in the offseason. But now you're out of it, and it sets up a disaster. Uh, Poll question today, Seton, before we take a break. Dan, we're going to put one up there after the break. Oh, okay. Um, The Lions have added Teddy Bridgewater. I thought Teddy was on a team already. He always is, isn't he? It feels like he should be. Uh, Brock Purdy not ready yet for the 49ers. Uh, The Orioles are playing great. One of the great stories in Major League Baseball. Well... They were a great story until their owner got a little sensitive and suspended a broadcaster. We'll have that story for you coming up as well. Just getting started, we're 16 after the hour on this Tuesday. Dan Patrick Show. Another big healthcare data breach. They just keep coming. Maximus Federal Services. This is a Medicare contractor suffered a massive data breach that it looks like the personal information of nearly 11 million people was exposed. And it took place in May. And compromised information may include names and social security numbers, phone numbers, email addresses, prescription details, health care claims. It's there. It's there every single day. Your personal information gets exposed. You have to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It's not a question of if, but when it's going to happen to you. That's why you need LifeLock. LifeLock detects you and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock. Save up to 25% off your first year joining now with the promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure it's just a coincidence that you're playing something from The Cure as we're trying to cure what ails college football. That's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you, Marvin. Thank you. We were just reminiscing about the Big East. Remember? Obviously you do if you're a sports fan. Big East, best basketball conference ever. And then what dismantled the Big East? All of these schools, well, Connecticut, you know, you want to get that football money. And, and then all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, Georgetown doesn't play football and Villanova doesn't play football. You, you had these Big East schools, St. John's doesn't play football. You had the perfect model for, hey, this is a basketball conference. You want to play other sports in other conferences? Go get them. And then I saw Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports. He wrote about, how about football conference? Can we do that? Because other schools, you know, Notre Dame will play independent, but uh, they're going to play basketball in the ACC. But they may play a couple of ACC schools. Like, why do we have to do this? We thought we'd bring in Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports columnist, New York Times bestselling author. Okay. How do we go about this, that it seems logical that you have a football conference and then maybe you have basketball conferences? Why can't we do this? Okay, well, the first thing you got to remember about college athletics, no one is in charge. There is (laughs) no one driving this boat. There's no Roger Goodell. There's no Adam Silver. There is an NCAA president, but that's just a figurehead. There are a whole bunch of fiefdoms. So even a good idea that literally everyone agrees would make sense. No one thinks Rutgers should be playing Oregon in volleyball. Nobody thinks that. Yet, here we are. You mentioned the Big East, a very interesting example of this. University of Connecticut, four national titles while they're in the Big East. Then they go play in the AAC because of football. They're trying to find a home for football. They're still playing good basketball teams. Houston, Memphis, things like that. But they're no longer in the Big East, and they lose touch with the recruits in their area, New York and all that. They give up the AAC, return back for basketball in in the Big East. Who's your national champion? Connecticut. It just makes sense sometimes for certain leagues, let alone all of your Olympic sports. There's no – hockey does this, right? Hockey East has teams from the ACC – the Big East, the Atlantic 10, they have uh, FC, FB, uh, FCS, like 1AA teams. They have Division two teams. It's okay. It works because it's just a hockey league. Nobody really is paying attention. Yeah. But for all these other ones, we just can't do it because no one can go, guys, what are we doing here? Let me give you total autonomy. Where do you start? For this For this problem? Yeah. Because there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot on the checklist. <laughs> Let me just do, yeah, let's uh, okay. just stay with football realignment, just football schools. Yeah, I would actually probably create um, some kind of like uh, regional. There's actually one out west called the Mountain Pack um, that handles sort of these excess sports that not everyone does beach volleyball, water polo. I'd probably create some like regional, six or seven regional 
kind of umbrellas that handle those areas. So let's take the state of Texas, right? You pretty much just need Texas college athletics. And then if in football or basketball, you want to travel all over, knock yourself out. But um, if you're talking about uh, playing a men's soccer game, there's no need for Baylor to put their men's soccer team on a plane to f- go play Central Florida and Texas, which is 90 minutes away, to put their men's soccer team on a on a plane and fly to Florida to play them. They could be on the same plane when you could just have a little bus. So I would probably regionalize Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, you know, deep south, whatever you do, and uh, break it up that way and then have your football and your men's basketball uh, leagues that work uh, in, in conjunction to that. The ACC reaching out, apparently, to uh, Stanford and Cal. Yeah. Is that real? <laughs> Nothing says Atlantic Coast, I know. Uh, Dan, like the, the fog coming in off the San Francisco Bay. Um, it's real uh, because why not? Um, if you're – and so there's an example of maybe you just add football, but but Stanford and Cal need something for their, their Olympic programs because they're, those teams are – are top of the class national championship caliber and they need competition. The the closest they can get is the ACC. Uh, It's real. I don't know if it happens. Um, You somehow have to come up with a cost ability to send people, but, but Stanford and Cal are in a world of, of trouble trying to find equal talent for their, their soccer, their volleyball, their swimming programs that are, are as good as any in the country. Uh, The concept of putting someone flying 3000 miles for every single road game is uh, lunacy. I mean, look, if you're going to one of those schools, Cal or Stanford, you are almost by definition academically minded. You, The last thing you want to be when you're at Stanford is not at Stanford, missing the classes, <laughs> being exhausted flying back because you had a had a, a volleyball game at, at Virginia Tech last night. Um, those things would just seem – I mean, this is not college athletics in any form. Why wouldn't Stanford just go independent? They can, but it would be pretty much the similar thing. Their problem is they'll get almost no football television revenue. It works for Notre Dame because NBC is willing to pay them. Yeah. And then they got an NBC deal coming in two years that will probably be more. They can fund their athletic department off of football. Stanford's not going to – people aren't going to pay for Stanford home games the way they pay for Notre Dame home games. We're talking to Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports columnist. Um Trying to figure out, it feels like if there's another domino or two, it's uh, with Florida State and Clemson. And I was told, you know, the SEC may just block this so the Big Ten doesn't get into their footprint there with Florida State and Clemson. I don't know what happens with the ACC. I don't, you know, there's contracts, but we've seen those contracts broken. It feels like Florida State is adamant that they're they're out of there. The question is, when and then what's the SEC do or what's the Big Ten do? Feels like those are the only two players here. What do you think happens with these schools? There's definitely one more round here, the other being Notre Dame. Does Notre Dame ever have to join? And the SEC and Big Ten will wage, uh, no pun intended, a holy war trying to get Notre Dame to convince Notre Dame they should join their league and the other. Um, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina is very appealing to these leagues. Uh, Virginia, here's the thing. I just announced six schools that are all very appealing. They all play football against each other. There should be room for a third uh, league. You know, you still have Duke Bas- Duke and Carolina basketball. I mean, imagine a league, imagine a world where we know football destroys the Carolina-Duke basketball 
rivalry. Now they could still play twice a year and stuff, but some of this stuff just doesn't, you know, it's, it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to deal with. Um, right now the ACC is, is stuck with each other and Florida state is raising a lot of noise, but, and they say, we're going to get out. If they could get out, they'd be out. Uh, they don't have a way out. Uh, they're, they're not bluffing, but this deal runs through 2036 and it is, uh, so even, you know, over the next few years, and I know this is hopelessly naive and you can have me back on to heckle me in like two minutes when we've announced Clemson and Florida State have left, <laughs> but it seems like they're stuck. And so that's where you're at. I will say this. The SEC is quite happy with where they're at. They're adding Texas and Oklahoma. They have 16 teams. They have, they win all the championships. They have an enormous amount of money coming in. Their league still makes sense. It's still a Southern based, Big state school league, uh, pr- pretty much. It's the Big Ten that's that's just all over the map, and and it, the Big Ten is like a house that keeps adding on additions, but bringing in different architects. So they brought in Rutgers and Maryland. They're on the East Coast for k- basic cable homes ten years ago. Now they're out west with four teams. They brought Nebraska in to be a national power and and win, help push Ohio State and Michigan. They they've had seven straight losing seasons. The Big Ten one is all over the map. The SEC is very purposeful. It's basically worked. Um, it's going fine. And they're kind of looking back, laughing and going, when we want somebody, we're going to go get them. But you are right. At some point, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina is, again, very, very appealing to the size of the market, the academics, and then Notre Dame. Those going to be, that's going to be the next wave. Um, they just released a poll yesterday, preseason poll. Uh, 11 of the 15. Top 15 are in either the SEC or the new SEC or the new Big Ten starting next year. <laughs> and then there's Notre Dame and then there's three others. So the, 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 the two super conferences are either here or essentially here. Plus, wait till March Madness when these conferences dominate, you know, the number of schools that get into March Madness. You know. That they will dominate some, but like the Big 12 and the Big East and Gonzaga, basketball is a different thing and that's and that's why because you can say look um minnesota has uh you know 70 million dollars in revenue coming in every year but connecticut's two hours from new york city so there's other things that make this work the big 12 will be the best basketball conference not only they have baylor and kansas and and i said they just added arizona Arizona, and all these things so basketball is its own thing hockey that's just why i'm saying hockey's its own thing let football be its own thing. Let baseball be its own thing. Let, let, you know, women's field hockey be. There's no sense. And we've seen this with Boston College. It's never made any sense that Boston College sends their tennis team to play Florida State when they could get on a bus and ride down to Providence College and have a nice, nice match on, on Tuesday afternoon. And everyone gets back to campus. But that would make sense, Dan. And college, That's, college sports does not make sense. No one is in charge. It makes money. You should be in charge. Yeah. You should be in charge. <laughs> yeah, Dan. exactly. That's what I want to do when I retire. Uh, great to talk to you, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Always fun. Thanks, Dan. And it's Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National Columnist. He's always got some ideas here on how to make things better. It's just, I don't know if there's any real think tank that they get together and they go, okay, what would actually be the be, would be better for college athletics? Not my school individually, but, you know, the totality of college athletics. And get these, you know, commissioners or presidents or chancellors, and they actually talk and they go, okay, how do we solve this? How do we do something that doesn't mean we're trying to squeeze out the very last dollar? 
And it'll never happen because it's about survival of the fittest. I mean, Cal and Stanford aren't a package deal. I don't know what's going to happen in Washington State or Oregon State. I mean, nobody's looking out for them because everybody's looking out for the big names. Who who makes re- who's going to provide revenue here? Yeah, see, isn't it more survival of the fattest? Yeah, 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 Paul. I see what you're saying. You would love for one person to come out and be like that. I, there were some stories. No, last group, it could be a, a think tank. It would, but you would have to pass on money, which means you're going to be out of a job. Like, let's say hypothetically, I saw a story last week that on Friday. The uh, athletic director or the president, I think it was the president of Arizona State University, wanted to stay true to the Pac-12. If he would have done that, he'd be out in the cold right now. He'd be sitting there all by himself out in the cold in whatever's left of the Pac-12. And he would have been probably praised for it, but he probably would have been replaced once the Board of Regents or something said, this guy passed on how much money for a university? Yeah, but, I mean, college athletics is just cannibalizing itself. I mean, right in front of us, they're doing it. These are grown men, educated men, and they're all falling all over themselves, embarrassing themselves. And what the Pac-12 did is criminal. Okay, you got the Big 12. Make it a, you know, that's, you're going to be basketball or the ACC's basketball. But what Dan brings up is, why not just regionalize the other sports? The football team travels once a week. They may have seven or eight road games, right? Basketball team, you're going to be, you know, on the road a lot more. But the other sports don't need to be traveling all over. You want competition. You want to be able to go to Cal or Stanford or USC or UCLA so your family can see you play. Not, hey, I'm going to Piscataway. Yeah, not going to make that trip. Yeah, Seton. I love that the solution to this problem is creating regionalized conferences. Uh, yeah, which like we the have. Southeastern Conference, <laughs> like exactly the way it used to be. That's yeah. the solution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I got the uh, preseason rankings in case you're curious. Uh, Georgia got 61 votes, the coaches poll. They got 61 out of 66 votes. Then it's Michigan. Alabama got four votes. Ohio State got one. LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, Tennessee, Washington, Texas, Notre Dame, Utah, and then Oregon. Um, And you still have the Pac-12 playing as the Pac-12 this year. It's just bizarre. just is. You know, Oklahoma and Texas playing in the Big 12 before they go to the SEC. It's just wild, wild. Oh, yeah, Seton. It is odd when you think about all of the individual sports that make up college athletics. And if you just, I know that this isn't exactly the same thing, but could you imagine if like the Yankees, Mets, Nets, Knicks, Giants, Jets, NYCFC, Red Bull, Islanders, Rangers, Devils all had to operate under the same structure or all had to yeah. figure out, well, we can only play the same cities or something. I mean, we have individual leagues. It, it totally works. You'd have your football team and your baseball team and your basketball team, your soccer team, but they're going to be all traveling in the same area or the same conference. Or now, now right. you're going to play all your games out west. Uh, you know, your road games are all out west. Just keeping those schedules compact into yeah. a region is fiscally the only way to really help save a lot of these sports. And I don't think anybody would have a problem with these other sports who are going to be regional as far as their opponents. It just makes sense. 
And, you know, we're looking at cost-cutting measures, but we're also looking to cash in. You can't have both. There's going to be sports that are going to get cut. And I know somebody's not going to, you know, have call me a bleeding heart because, uh, you know, volleyball is going to get cut or crew is going to get cut. Well, you know, those are important programs, and those are your student-athletes, the true student-athlete there. But this is college football, and the NCAA has not been heard from, not a peep, because it's basically a toll booth where you don't even pay the toll. You just go through it. Like, you know, hey, there's a camera here. We're going to catch you. Yeah, see you later. Unless you leave money. Yeah, that's that's what's going on with the NCIA. It's like, uh, what's going on here? Uh, you know, the Pac-12 is dead. Really? How, when did that happen? Yes, Steve. And it feels like all of those sports are, are like, it's okay to lose those because now Georgia's not going to open the season with Crappensburg State anymore. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, worth it. Okay. Totally worth it. Good squad, Crappensburg. Yeah. I almost won like, one to play. Yeah. Yeah. Crappensburg. <laughs> <laughs> It used to be University of Crappensburg. You know, yeah. Now it's Crappensburg. Crappensburg State University, <laughs> University. of Crappensburg. That's a fierce interstate <laughs> rivalry. You. That's going to go away now. How about we take a break here? We got our play of the day. We'll settle on our poll question, and we're back after this. Simply safe home security. Every time I get to talk about these people, I feel like I'm doing you a service because I'm giving you the information about the best home security. They win awards every single year, and they've just come out with the 24-7 Live Guard Protection. It's Designed to stop crime in real time. If somebody breaks into your home, Simply Safe's professional monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and deter them. You have this uh, indoor wireless camera, the smart alarm, the alarm will go off, and then hopefully they leave your home. Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can now warn the intruders and record the video of them. The new smart alarm indoor camera, the only indoor security camera that can trigger the alarm, instantly stop intruders with a built in siren. They've thought of everything and they always think of you 20 percent off any simply safe system by being a dp show listener you have to sign up for a free month trial of fast protect monitoring simply there's no safe like simply safe thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon eastern six to nine pacific on fox sports radio and you can find us on the iheart radio app at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, and you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Left side, I got it. Play it, and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Lugo on 3-0 and to Mookie Betts with the bases loaded and a fly ball to left center field. It's deep. It's on its way. And it's a grand slam home run for Mookie Betts. Down five to nothing. They lead eight to five. Charlie Steiner on the call, AM 570, LA Sports, Dodgers Radio Network. Mookie Betts has six career grand slams, five of them out of the leadoff spot. So that puts him in a six way tie for the most career grand slams by a leadoff hitter. Wow. I got the names here. Marvin, you want to take a guess? So he says, six-way tie for most career grand slams by a leadoff hitter. The one player that I would have said, Ricky Henderson, would have been my guess. That was my guess. Yeah, Ricky is not there. Dang. Uh, Better check that list again. Yes, Mark. Curtis Granderson? Whoa! Blue, blue, blue! Dang, marvelous. Uh... One you should no. You might not realize that uh, he was a leadoff hitter. Yeah, Paul. Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson. No. Hmm. If you said Jose Altuve. Oh, how did I miss that one? Because you don't not follow because you're the not Astros. An Astros fan. Yes, you're a mid '80s Astros fan. George Springer. Another <laughs> Astro. <laughs> Jose Cruz. <laughs> he didn't bat first. Brian Roberts. And Marcus Simeon. Oh, wow. Deep cuts. Yeah. That's your play of the day and uh, stat of the day as well. Play of the day brought to you by PXG, the new Gen 6 driver is so good. It's better than yours. Test drive our Gen 6 driver. If it doesn't deliver more distance or tighter dispersion than yours, 
We'll give you $100. You can uh, join the Gen 6 Driver Challenge at pxg.com. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. What's poll question today, Seton O'Connor? Dan, right now we've got up there, uh, should college athletics have? Or college football. Okay. One commissioner for all or independent commissioners? Okay. Right now, 78% of the audience say one commissioner for all. Now, is that just for football or is that... Each sport has their own commissioner. They should, right? Yes. If I, but I don't think Greg Sankey's going to go. Hey, I'll I'll be the commissioner. I'll be the uh, the commissioner for all of college football. I think he likes his gig, commissioner of the SEC. He probably feels like I am the commissioner of college football, but I only have to worry about these schools. Now you want to make him into a Roger Goodell? Can you pay him fifty million dollars a year? Can you do that under the umbrella of student athlete? And uh, we're trying to, uh, you know, revenue producing sports and make sure that these other sports don't get cut. But, hey, we're going to give you $50 million to oversee college football. I, I still think we're headed towards Big Ten and the SEC. Their commissioners are going to run college football. Greg Sankey and uh, Tony Petiti, who is a TV guy. Um, I just think that that's going to happen. Guys who are smart, forward-thinking, and that's where we're going. But we were laughing about the fact, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we regionalized the other sports, the, the non-revenue producing, where, hey, the uh, Pac-12 would still exist. You would play each other in those sports. Football, you, would be, you could be in a different concert, uh, conference. But the basketball or baseball team or volleyball team or these other you know ancillary-type uh, sports – uh, that aren't producing revenue, they don't have to travel. You keep it regional. And I always go back to the Big East. They did it. They had it. It was powerful, impactful, the, the best conference ever. And then all of a sudden, football money. And then Connecticut wanted football money. Well, Georgetown didn't care. Villanova didn't care. St. John's didn't care. Syracuse, I guess, sort of cared. But the, the Big East had it. Yeah, Marv. And that's what happens when you get uh, Jim Beheim finishing in his last uh, game as a coach in Greensboro. Yeah, I know. And not at the Garden. <laughs> yeah, Paulie. But imagine if you took Greg Sankey of the SEC, the commissioner. He made $3.7 million last year, which is they got him on the cheap. The average Power 5 commissioner makes about three point five to $4 million. Offer him $15 million a year to be the head of college football. You know, triple, you know, quadruple his salary, maybe $20 million. It'd be worth it. And he's in charge of scheduling. He's in charge of recruiting rules. He's in charge of the transfer portal. And he makes it good for everyone. Look what he did with the SEC. And Mike Slive and those guys, what they did with the SEC. Do it for all college football. And don't allow a September weekend where Georgia's playing Samford and Ohio State's playing Youngstown State on the same weekend, which is basically a a donut weekend for the TV networks. And you put Greg Sankey, quadruple his salary, and say, run it. Run it and, and make sure every weekend we have great games. I think that's a possibility in three years. Mm. I Who knows? It, it, it feels like when these TV contracts expire, then all of a sudden we have more realignment. Or if there's no exit fee, and all of a sudden the Pac-12 schools go, what are we doing here? Let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, Paul. Guess who was the highest paid conference commissioner of all time? It would have been recent history. because Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah, Pac-12. 
Uh, Larry Scott made four point one million his last year running the S- the Pac twelve, yeah. and he got a one point five million dollar buyout for leaving a year early on his contract. Yeah, he was he was stat running through it. Day, Whoa, Bob Bob. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Andrew in Washington. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan and Danettes. First off, I just wanted to say congratulations to Dodd. I can't call it on Mondays, but great job on Friday to get up there and sing those two songs. But, um, hey, real quick, I heard that Crappensburg State was in uh, negotiations to be on the ESPN2, the Deuce. But anyways. Um, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> Attaboy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go, give Andrew a bloop bloop Hi, on Andrew. that. <laughs> well done. Crappensburg State on the Deuce. Okay. What else do you have? Um, after all this conference realignment, I love your idea of sub-conferences for the uh, lesser sports, not lesser sports, but other sports, because those make so much difference regionally for us. But um, are we going to see better matchups in the end in college football after all this or not? I have no idea. I hope. But you're still going to have those. Like, can you imagine you're, going, you're a Nebraska fan and you're going, wait, Rutgers is coming to town? And, I mean, you're not excited. Yeah, see. Why do schools want a harder schedule? They, they don't. Yeah, they don't. That, no. That's what I'm saying. No. Like, why, why would no. Georgia be like, hell yeah, make our schedule harder every year? Yeah. That sounds great, Kamish. But that's what we want. Yes, yes, Paul. Yeah, that's the problem. They don't let the the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> say, you know what? We're going to play uh, Carolina three times this year. We're going to play three type of Carolinas and just do our conference schedule. Yeah, the athletic directors running their own schedule is a disaster. But also, if you said you can win your conference and you could have five losses, but that gets you into the playoffs, then that's different. Then you're going to play a tougher schedule. But, you know, they want to have uh, Crappensburg State, some of these other schools, so you go, don't you poop Don't on be crapping on Crappensburg <laughs> State right now. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.